It's a pleasure to have you join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. Clark.com slash ask is where you go to ask me a question. You can also ask a question off the air from a member of Team Clark. That's a free service of our show. Scroll down on Clark.com. You'll come to this section to be able to ask your question. You'll see the phone number and the hours available. It's 45 hours each week. You can get an answer to your question for free from a member of our team. And take advantage of that so we can serve you better in whatever way best serves your needs. wanted to briefly mention that the two airlines from Iceland are in a bitter fight for market share for flights to Iceland and then beyond to Western Europe. And so today, Iceland Air, which has been around a long time but now facing a lot of upstart competition, is offering a sale fare from a number of U.S. cities to Europe for 249 round trip, which is very cheap, obviously, to go to Europe. And it even includes places from the West Coast, the Midwest, Florida, and the East Coast at 249 round trip. Extraordinary. And WOW, their arch rival competitor, is offering deals today. And by the way, we have full details on that sale on Clark.com, ClarkDeals.com. And then WOW, which has a lot of extra fees that Iceland Air doesn't have, has a bunch of places at $99 one way from various American departure points, including uh, Brussels, London, and then going to Reykjavik if you want to go to Iceland itself, $99 one way. And then another band of places, even Warsaw, Poland, $99 one way from the United States. That is cheap. But then again, on Wow Air, it's wowair.com. Everything else is extra. The fares on these discounters are so cheap to Europe that it pays to buy a domestic U.S. ticket from most anywhere in the country to get to the closest city served by one of these discounters and then fly overseas on them. And by the way, that wasn't even what I wanted to talk about right now. I want to talk about a different thing. You know, the Dow uh, reached 23,000 today. The stock market has been on a tear now for eight full years. Stock market hit a bottom in 2009 and has been on a straight trajectory up with little pauses from time to time over the last eight and a half years. And at some point, it'll run out of steam and we'll have a correction. We could have what's known as a bear market where there's a significant decline, more than 20%. And there's always a question when that's going to happen, what move you should make. And the reality is if your time horizon is long with the money you have, it's too hard to know when to get in and when to get out. The most important indicators of how you do over time are two factors. One is that your money be well diversified, meaning you're in many different kinds of choices. And two is that the costs for your investing are ultra low. 
that when you look, so many people trying to figure out, should I get in? Should I get out? Should I own this? Should I own that? Well, there's this hot stock. There's that hot stock. And that's not my game. My game is to create financial security for you over time. And you do that by making sure that the money you invest is going to your investments and not to massive commissions and fees and that you don't try to bet on the fourth horse in the sixth race. In other words, saying, well, blah, blah, blah has been the greatest stock for the last however many decades. I'm going to put all my money for my future in that. I'm a big believer that you just simply diversify. And today it's so cheap. There was another price cut. There's a continuing fare war going on on exchange-traded funds. I'm acting like it's an airplane ticket. (laughs) Everything's a fare war in my world. Anyway, so exchange-traded funds are the modern way of buying investments where instead of buying a mutual fund or an index fund that's a form of a mutual fund, you can buy them as the equivalent of like shares of stock. And now you can buy so many of these without any commission at all. So State Street, which is the third largest player in selling the this uh, stock-type version of an index fund, has lowered its cost to be the lowest in the industry to the point where with them, with Vanguard, and with the ones that BlackRock sells, which is the biggest player, that there's essentially zero cost to investing. No commission going in, no commission coming out, and fees for managing your money that are so close to zero, they might as well be zero. How low? Well, with the cuts by State Street, their funds are as low as three one-hundredths of a percent per year. Now, people who buy annuities are paying typically two and a half percent per year or more. People who buy stuff from full commission brokerage houses may be paying somewhere around one and a half percent plus commissions in and out. But people who do this either with the help of an independent fee-only planner or go direct with one of the discount brokers are paying essentially nothing to invest anymore and you can spread your money out with like the total stock market various versions of indexes in the case of the new state street rate cuts three one hundredths of one percent per year nothing 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 and if you are confused by investing in all that You can go with something like Betterment or Wealthfront that use funds like this and based on your own circumstances, your own goals, build a portfolio for you at an ultra-low cost. And the cost of investing right now is so weird because investing is available at the lowest costs ever, but at the same time, a lot of people still pay massive fees and commissions because they're intimidated by or confused by investing or bored with it and you spend too much money at the peril of your financial future cat is with us on the clark howard show hello cat hello how you doing i'm good how are you great thank you so you have a son who 
wants to get into speculation. What does he want to speculate on? <laughs> well, he's 20 years old, and uh, he wants to start investing $50 for each paycheck in gold, and he thinks it's better than a 401k or a Roth IRA. And we wanted to find out if there were some reputable companies where he can buy gold by weight. So I uh, gold is not an investment, mm-hmm. and it's important okay. that your 20-year-old son understand that, cat. Gold okay. is a hedge. Gold is used to own the risk that the world falls apart. Gold only does well when there's great uncertainty in the world or turmoil in the world. Mm-hmm. Gold doesn't create anything. I mean, you think about the companies that create wealth, they're actually making things. They're actually inventing things or serving people, and that's why they make mm-hmm. money. Gold doesn't add anything to the benefit of humanity, but it is a great way to have a safe zone when everything in the world goes in the toilet. Mm -hmm. So he should look at it as only a small part of what he'd do to build his future. But you know that uh, thing I was just talking about, ETFs, exchange-traded funds? That's the right way to buy gold. Okay. How do you do that? So it's really easy. I have a gold buying guide on Clark.com that you can direct your son to, and it'll walk him through the right way to buy gold. And holding physical gold is a big mistake because Mm -hmm. you have to store it. You have to worry about theft. When Mm -hmm. you buy it, you have to pay what's known as a buy-sell spread. When you sell it, you have to pay another buy-sell spread. So Mm. it, it ends up being costly and potentially risky to own the actual physical gold. When you own one of these funds, they store the gold that you have in a vault for you. They handle all the record keeping, and it's really inexpensive for them to do it. It's inexpensive Mm -hmm. for him to buy gold that way and very inexpensive for him to sell it. And he doesn't have to worry at the time he'd want to sell gold how he's going to do it, and it works perfectly in a situation like you mentioned where he wants to buy little amounts of it repeatedly. Sounds good. But I'd really like him to think about doing that as part of a larger strategy. I love that he's going to live on less than what he makes, and he's going to be saving money and investing for the future. But remember, gold is not an investment, and in addition to owning some, I'd like him to look at the information I have on how to build up a simple, low-cost investment portfolio. And is he working? Um, Not yet. Okay. So when he starts working, I want him to look at doing a Roth IRA as part of what he does to build financial security. And I'm glad he's interested in how to put money aside. But gold, that's not where it's at. Zach is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Zach. Hello, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Zach. How can I be of service to you? Well, Clark, um, last week we received notice that my children's information has potentially been compromised during a hack on their insurance providers. Oh, no. Is this another health insurance breach? Uh, life insurance. Life insurance. I. This isn't on my radar yet. 
Wow. Okay. Can I, can I say the name? Um, we'll check on it later because okay. um, we like to go through and verify something before you name okay. a company. So anyway, they got the notification that their personal information has been breached. So the information the criminals have likely is what on your kids? Uh, first, last names, dates of birth, insurance policy information, and social security numbers. Oh, man. How old are your kids? Six and two. So this is terrible to tell you. But your two-year-old and six-year-old are now vulnerable to having their identities stolen because there are people out there who want an identity of someone who has not had any history prior so they can set up their own complete identity that you might not with a two-year-old discover has happened till 16 years from now. Yeah, and that's our biggest concern because the state that I reside in, North Dakota, does not allow credit freezes placed on minors. Um, And this company is offering one year of minor identity monitoring. Um, Is there anything else we can do to assure that their information? Well, Zach, your state of North Dakota has become an outlier. Most states in the country, uh, a majority now allow child credit freezes and as far as percents of population in the country i think it's three quarters of children in the united states are now eligible for child credit freeze and that's what you've really got to be about getting done do you know who your representative is your elected representative not offhand no i'd like it for you to find out who he or she is and go meet with that uh, elected representative and talk to him or her about why this is so important. And if you need any briefing material, I mean, it's on all the legislators' radar because of the massive Equifax breach, so you might not have to explain much. But see if you can get that legislator to be a a hero and lead a movement to allow child credit freeze in North Dakota. Okay. And if you want me to come up, if you get something going, you want me to come up and testify at a hearing, I would love for you to come up with that as my excuse to pick up my 50th state. Because, you know, North Dakota is the only state in the country I've not been to. Well, that's disappointing to hear. Yeah, so you're going to make it happen. You're going to get this to happen for your kids and other people's kids and get me to come and visit. And I've testified in several state legislative hearings about uh, child credit freeze, identity theft, and all the issues involved. And I'd love to come up and help you get that kind of legislation through, but you need a sponsor first, and I'm ready to help with that push. Hang on just a second so we can follow up with you. And if you're willing and able to do that for your kids, think about how many other kids are going to benefit throughout the state of North Dakota. All right, today's Clark Rageous moment is something that I just cannot get. I cannot understand it all. Christo was talking recently about how, with excitement, that Starbucks and its locations in some of the highest income zip codes are doing $12 cups of coffee. Well, I think it's crazy. I do think it's crazy. It you makes me feel excited. better. You looked excited. It makes me feel better about my habit, which is the Americano, which is about three bucks. 
Well, and I always thought that was so much money because you you've gotten soft. You used to be a Dunkin' Donuts kid, I and know. you drink your dollar Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and now you make so much money as a big corporate executive. Oh, now you're doing. You've tripled the I make price my of your coffee, coffee every morning uh-huh. and my cure guy fill my little thing, but I do All right. have a Starbucks habit. You do have a Starbucks habit. Well, now, according to the Wall Street Journal, the big thing is restaurants and especially coffee shops selling coffee at $48 a cup, $55 a cup, and various prices like this. And I'm just stunned. I am just shocked that people have money to burn like that there's no way you should be spending twelve dollars or more on a cup of coffee glad you're with us here on the clark howard show where you learn ways to keep more of what you make clark.com's our main website clarkdeals.com where you go for the bargains so want to tell you that with all the stuff going on with the data breaches and all the concerns people have Gmail, which is the largest of the email services, I guess, in the world now, Gmail has rolled out a new program called the Advanced Protection Program. If you are worried about people getting into your email, now this requires serious consideration on your part before you do it because you got to spend some money, not with Google, but on a device called a digital security key and you also have multiple steps you have to go through to get into your own email and go through a verification process this is way past the two-factor authentication that like i have and so many people have with gmail where i can't get on my chromebook and i can't get in my gmail without going through a process where I get a one-time use code to supposedly verify I am who I say I am and lock out at least low-level, unsophisticated crooks. But if you really want to, you can't bulletproof your life, obviously, but you can do a lot to add a significant layer of protection if you want to do so doing this with Google's new service. And this was designed originally for people in the media and uh, political campaigns, that kind of stuff. But anybody can do the advanced protection program, but you have to remember you're going to have to have your security key with you whenever you want to access your mail. So it would be like carrying a car key with you but you carry this little digital key that they're typically about 20 bucks. And that way, normally people who are into this kind of thing buy a couple of them, have one they leave at home, another they carry with them, and I've got all the steps for you in a briefing at Clark.com if you do choose that you want to really, really beef up the security in your life and your email clearly has so many things in it with emails that you send and receive that have a lot of valuable information for criminals 
especially for getting into, if you have some financial success, getting into accounts you have, which is the greatest risk and greatest vulnerability tied in with the massive Equifax hack. Mary Jo is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mary Jo. Hi, how are you? Great, Mary Jo. You're back with us, gosh, in just a day. Is that right? I'm back, yes. So you called me about something that we've had so many questions about lately. And go ahead and state the question you asked me again. Well, I heard about a program where you can put a hold on your title to your house. And a friend Googled it and did it, so I Googled it, and I just wondered if it was worth it. It's $10 a month, and that runs into a lot of money over time. Yeah, there are several of these companies competing that offer what is basically a monitoring service for your home title. And the pitch is that there's enough title fraud going on that people may try to uh, illegally, fraudulently, change ownership on your home if there's a home that has a lot of equity or no mortgage at all and then they go uh, masquerading as the owner and take out a cash out loan against the property that you only find out later when of course they don't make payments they just run off with the money when somebody attempts to foreclose on your home and that's the idea is that there's these services can't prevent somebody from uh, doing any of the title fraud. And what it is kind of like is an after-the-fact alert that somebody may have done something really untoward. But after consulting with three different real estate attorneys, what we came to an understanding of is that you would be much better served by putting a credit freeze in place. That with the credit freeze in place, somebody who has pretended to take over your property is likely to be blocked from being able to proceed to borrow money against it. Okay, good. Well, I've done that through your website, your advice, the credit freezes. So I would say for your friend, spending $120 a year is probably overkill and is $120 your friend can probably use for something else. I'm sure she can. So I wanted to follow up with you. Remember what I said to you when you were on the air? I said, I don't want to give you a mamby-pamby answer. I want to give you like a clear, solid answer because I'm getting so many questions about this. And that's why we went to experts in the field to get guidance. And it was unanimous that this was not something people should spend money on. Well, great. I really appreciate it because it's so hard to know out there. Right, right. And there's heightened sensitivity. There's heightened sensitivity and paranoia because of Equifax. And so it's become harder for any of us to know what we can do because people feel unsafe right now that they're just, you know, you're perma-vulnerable to the criminals and you... You can only take so many steps, and the steps that, that I've been recommending will eliminate most of the vulnerabilities. 
and there will be vulnerabilities that haven't even occurred to me yet because of Equifax, but this is a step that I think is too far on a tangent, too far removed from where you really need to be worried. Jim is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jim. Hi. Jim, you're headed somewhere over Easter. That is true. And Easter this year is about April 1st? Is that about right? It is April 1st. Monday would be the 2nd. And Clark, my wife is a school teacher, so we are locked into taking that time over break for a, an anniversary vacation. And so is, how many days do the kids get off for Easter? Do they get a whole week? The kids get that Good Friday plus the week after. Oh, fantastic. My youngest, my youngest who is still at home, will be going on a, a band trip, and um, she'll be gone over the break. So that's an opportunity my wife and I have that we can escape for a time. And where are you thinking of going off to? We're considering Nashville. Oh. Country music fan, or you just like Nashville? Oh, it's just someplace we haven't been, and we heard some good things about it. Yeah, Nashville has more mojo right now than virtually any metro area in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is really, really uh, has a lot of dynamic growth and energy, and it just is a fun place to go. How can I be of help with that? Well, we're wondering, since we're locked into these, this date frame, and I know you always suggest find the best deal on a place you'd like to go and make your schedule fit around it, but my schedule is pretty immovable on this. Right, so right. The best time to look for a good price on lodging or an Airbnb uh, when you have your set dates that you have to abide by. So you're going to drive to Nashville? Yes. All right. So the best time to look is you sound like a real advanced planner that you're asking me half a year ahead for this anniversary trip. So I need to fight your instinct about booking so far ahead Mm -hmm. because generally you'll get your best deals when you're three weeks out. Okay. And if that just absolutely makes your head spin, what I recommend you do is book not an Airbnb, but book a hotel that you know you're going to have for the nights you expect to stay in Nashville and book where it's cancelable for a full refund, typically up to three to seven nights before you arrive. Ah. And so then you'll know you have a place and you you have that book, so you have the certainty of that. And then when you hit less than a month out, that's when I'd like you to use my guide to how to book on Priceline. Okay. Excellent. And that way you, you know you've got something you can rest easy about and know that with near 100%, you're going to get a much better deal as you approach the actual anniversary time. Wow, that is excellent. We don't do a lot of traveling or booking of rooms so this is uh, this is all very good information for me and so if you book uh whatever price level you want to book when you get close to travel i have a real bias on priceline and hotwire mm-hmm. and more of an issue with hotwire because they inflate the star level of their hotels to the max but when you when you do the search 
there's a whole procedure where you get a four-star hotel, but do it for typically about what you'd pay for a one-star hotel. Wow. And so that's the information I've got for you on my hotel buying guide. All right. I will check that out as we get closer. So, But go ahead and, and book something now just so you know you got something. Okay. Excellent. Thank and don't forget, don't forget to check what their cancellation rules are and that you make sure you cancel before you'd hit that window. All right. Very good. Clark, thank you so much. Sure. And happy anniversary. How many years? It will be 25 years next spring. Well, fantastic. I'm at 22. Got a couple years, then you'll catch up. You can join the club. How about that? (laughs) Keith is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Keith. Hey, Clark. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Well, great to have you here, Keith. And you have a question about something from the deep, dark past. Yeah, so um, I just received uh, about a week ago a a credit collection for something that I know has been charged off for quite a while now. And uh, I've been kind of skeptical of contacting them because I didn't want want them to make sure that it was a, a valid debt and then show up on my credit report. So what are my options with this company? How old would you guess this debt is? Oh, gosh, at least 10 plus years. Okay. So they are what's called a scavenger collector. And if you pay them even one penny, it can then appear again on your credit, potentially, with a refresh date, and they can even sue you against it. Okay. So So your best bet with something that old is that you have no contact with them at all. But I want you to do something else as well. I want you to wait, because they, they sent you a letter or what? Yeah, they sent me a letter uh, okay. in the mail. All right. I want you to um, go to a website and wait about, oh, yeah, about three weeks would be right. Annualcreditreport.com. And I want Annual you to... Annual credit? Annualcreditreport.com. Okay. And that is the uh, sanctioned official site for you to get your one federally mandated free copy of your credit file each year. Mm-hmm. And so you can, it would be fine for you to pull all three, your Equifax, your TransUnion, and Experian, and see if this item is listed on any of them. Right. I currently stay up to date on all my credit reports, and I have no collections at all whatsoever. All right. So just... You can either, A, ignore this, or answer them and say that this is this debt that is over a decade old that you're claiming is not a valid debt. Or I think just ignore them. I don't think there's any... That's what I was thinking. I don't think there's any benefit on one that's been bought by a scavenger from forever ago. There's no upside to you having communication with them. That's, that's what I figured, and that, that's why I reached out to you, just to be sure, because uh, I, I feared that it would show up on my credit report, and I, I didn't want it to, and I did think that once I made contact them with them, it would make it valid, but I wanted to... No, just contact does not that. make it valid. Just okay. talking to them, that has no effect, but what they do in that is uh, the scavenger collectors, knowing they have no legal basis to come after you are hyper-aggressive and, in many cases, threatening 
to try to get money out of you against uh, no longer legally valid debt. Okay. That's what I thought. Well, thank you, Clark, for clarifying that. Sure. And stay up to date with your credit files. If it ever does show up on any of your reports, challenge it immediately. And you challenge simply based on age alone. And that's enough. You don't have to justify anything else. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. Joel will ask it for you. Yeah, Clark. Richard wants to know, I'm looking at buying a used Nissan Leaf. Are used electric vehicles eligible for the federal tax credit? They aren't eligible for the federal tax credit, but used electric vehicles are the absolute extreme bargain of the U.S. vehicle market. And the Nissan Leafs, as used vehicles, depending on the part of the country, sell for as little as about $6,500 with not that many miles on the odometer. And they are a fantastic commuter choice because they are so dirt cheap. All right, Tamara wants to know, are there any tax credits for the gifter or giftee when giving money to one another? No, you can give somebody, they don't even have to be a relative, you can give them money. And the amount that you're allowed to give without any consequences each year is $14,000. So isn't that a good problem to have? Say, well, I'd love to have $14,000 to give to somebody. But if you have it, it's a great opportunity for you, and it's used a lot by uh, parents of adult children who want to help them out a little, where they'll give them those amounts of money each year, and it doesn't figure in the parent's estate. And it's tax-free for both sides, but no credit for either side. All right. John writes in. He says, my son will be going to a nearby college. He's looked for several different scholarships and grants to apply for, but he's run into a bunch of scams. Where would oh, you suggest man. looking for legit scholarship opportunities? All right. Because of the cost of college, it's like been unreal that at a greater rate than the tuition increases, the scams have proliferated where people try to rip you off. Fastweb.com, F-A-S-T-W-E-B, Fastweb.com is the legitimate free clearinghouse for all kinds of obscure scholarships that hang out there. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off air for free nine hours a day if you go to clark.com and go down the home screen you'll see a section consumer help and tools 
Click on Consumer Action Center and you can get that free off-the-air advice.